This is KDNK Carbondale. Support for GeekSpeak on KDNK comes from Louie the Computer Guy, providing PC and Mac repair, networking support, tutoring, and web design. Secure and informed and connected, 970-948-7992. I'm your host, Matt McBrayer, from Roaring Fork Help Desk, in studio with Louie the Computer Guy. How's it going, Matt? Going well. Good. There we go. Yeah, let's get those electrons flowing. So, where to start? Yeah, we were discussing the building of a nuclear reactor. Oh, yes. <laughs> Although I did see that uh, there's Wait, a new- wait, you got to be careful. <laughs> it's like, we were not discussing the building of a nuclear reactor. Because there, <laughs> there are guys in suits that show up at your house if you talk about these things. If, you, if the wrong person hears you. Okay, start, I, I won't, st- I won't not, start looking at the uranium mines to purchase it. in Nevada. Yeah, you won't start hoarding smoke detectors. <laughs> <laughs> So. I don't know if amaricium is fissionable. Well, no. so, you know, there was a book that always kind of intrigued me. I think it's called The Nuclear Boy Scout. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. And, um, yeah, Nuclear Boy Scout. And it was basically about a, a, a kid who, for his Eagle Project, um, basically built a nuclear reactor in his garage and irradiated half the neighborhood. And... <laughs> Yeah, here's all, some here's some pictures of him. It's all about shielding at <laughs> he that point. Doesn't look so good. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. it was it was a big old deal. Buy a and, lot of lead and yeah. water and water to shield your reactor. Yeah, I never did hear whether he got the Eagle Scout or not. Whether he got the well, Eagle it looks like you know? it looks like he was successful in uh, yeah. irradiating himself. So, oh yeah, he's highly irradiated. That's uh, <laughs> yes, the radio the radioactive Boy Scout. Uh, they call him. So his name was David Hahn. And uh, yeah, so don't try that at home, listeners. You're listening to Geek Speak. And what we do here is um, we ramble on incessantly about nerdy, esoteric things. And you call in and try to get us, reel us back into Earth. Yes. And uh, with, you know, like practical technical questions yeah. like why is my printer not printing or um <clears throat> or like japan's new uh let's see here toroidal uh nuclear fusion reactor came yeah. online and, and handled the largest amount of uh what is that what's the fourth state of matter what's that the fourth state of matter i you know you got me man i oh, i didn't plasma. get into physics that way plasma. okay plasma yeah yes okay. the largest amount of plasma humans have ever Managed to to wrangle. Okay, so cool. Get us a little closer to clean, clean at clean nuclear energy. Got it. All we need now is another tsunami. <laughs> well, you need a. It was outside of the design specifications. The Def- tsunami definitely, definitely outside the design. Well, it was designed for a thirty meter, a thirty meter tsunami, and it was like thirty two. Oh yeah. Of course, all- I don't know why you put the diesel generator at the bottom of the, the bottom of the thing. Yeah. That that'd be my first question, but mm-hmm. exactly. So well let's see. Um I was uh kind of geeking out on um I guess uh Tesla's getting ready to release uh their Cybertruck. Do you remember the original rollout of the Cybertruck? Yes. When they they were throwing hard objects at it and it shattered the window of the Cybertruck. <laughs> and I think I think Elon isn't, just like stop stop the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> so here here's a picture of that 
golden moment. <laughs> so. Don't throw spark plugs at your car. Was he throwing spark plugs? Or? I'm just you making because yeah, the, the the part of the the ceramic part's so hard that it it pretty much wins. Yeah, exactly. When they hit things, so as I've yeah. been told. Nice. Yeah. So I was looking at that, and then um, let's see. Well, I guess uh, uh, artificial intelligence. So there uh, was a um, uh, there's a uh, what do they call them? Robo taxi. Uh, Robo taxi, uh, I guess, got into some sort of difficulty, and then proceeded to drag uh, its last fare twenty feet down the street and injure somebody pretty seriously. And uh, so the company that um, was doing uh, that service is now uh, suspended operations, and the um, both of the head guys uh, stepped down from that. Uh, organization what's it called um drive i think it's called um cruise sorry <laughs> it's called cruise and uh so there's that and then um let's see what else is there? your, there's oh, the uh, the flying car the flying, yeah, yes. we gotta get we'll get to the flying car in yeah, just right. a minute so anyway what were yeah. you gonna say well i was just we were having a chuckle or before the show with uh asking chat gpt to repeat words forever is now a terms of service violation mm-hmm. so i just thought this is telling ai to, to busy itself for eternity uh-huh. saying the word computer yeah so it sounds like now it spits it out a few dozen times and then yeah uh says this may be a a violation of the terms of service. So I just want to know if it, if you have it sing the so- the song that never the ends. Song that never ends. It goes on and on, my friend. Yes. Somebody started it. Not me. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking uh, by the same token. I mean, it wouldn't technically if you just went in and um, ask, you know, I- input a line of uh, old, like original basic code. That just had a, a do loop, um, uh, a, a do loop with no stop, um, and you know wouldn't wouldn't that do a similar thing to Chat GPT? Except that would be tying up computational power of of the engine as well, right? Yeah, I wonder what the because I was uh, your uh, son-in-law showed me uh, LM Studio, uh-huh. which allows you to run. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, allows you to run uh, large language models on your local hardware. Mm-hmm. So, but I was doing some research, and uh, it wants a, a six a you know a fairly powerful GPU with six gigs of video memory, and you know between thirty two and sixty four gigs of memory, and a pretty fast uh, CPU to go with that. Okay, to get a, keep it all that all moving, yeah. a couple terabytes of storage. Like, and, and is it cannibalizing the GPU for computational power? Is exactly. that kind of like, because it's it's not really rendering? I mean, I, I suppose you could have it right. render as well, well but th- you know, I think a lot of it. So. Well, I, with these models, it's not it's not the calc- the computations are not complex; mm-hmm. they're numerous. Okay, so a GPU is very good at doing multi-threading. Well, it's very good at doing yeah. a lot of uh, certain simple calculations, uh, and a lot of them all at once. They, you mm-hmm. know, some of them have uh, you know two and three thousand co- cores, but they only have four or five instructions instead of sixty-four instructions. Sure. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's just a, a different way to 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 look at yeah. computation, and and then that's what these AI models need currently is having that, uh, you know, a lot of simple calculations being done, mm-hmm. but a lot of them. 
yeah. you know, billions. Because billions. Chat GPT, you know, it pretty much runs each instance runs in its own sandbox, right? Doesn't it? As far I mean, as I understand. Yeah. Okay. And we would have to, otherwise you could you know well, I think you could have a crash cool. GPT party on Saturday night and everybody everybody get on there and and see if they can, you know, infect each other's sandbox. Yeah. <laughs> so but uh, that's not a thing. So anyway, uh, once again, 970-963-2976. This is GeekSpeak. And um, let's see. What else are we looking at? Um, <clears throat> so I did a little bit of research when I, when I got into the, um, into the whole car thing. Um, and I came across um, this car is called the Switchblade. And it is a flying car. The future is finally here. Excellent. George Jetson, look out. And, um, yeah, it's a successful test flight. Um, it's got some very cleverly hidden wings. I mean, it, it looks like a, I don't know, what does it look like? I mean, what is that? I would say it looks like the, uh, there's an old, uh, there's a, uh, a micro jet from the Air Force called the Gremlin. Okay. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the, the if uh-huh. it's, a, it's a short little thing. It's like uh-huh. 12 or 15 feet long. But it's a, a small fighter jet that mm-hmm. the uh, military yeah. uh, developed during the 50s or 60s. I didn't look to see what the drive system is. I mean, it's got to be a – I don't see a propeller on there, do you? Or I suppose it I, could. I, I don't know. I can't really see any. Yeah. I mean, I guess – or it could be an electric turbine out the back. Yeah. Because I do see some uh, – I'll bet it's an electric turbine would be my guess. I didn't know you can get enough thrust from an electric turbine to do that, but and it's all about efficiency of the wing. Yes, it is. So, you're listening to Geek Speak on KDNK, nine seven zero nine six three two nine seven six. So, um, let's talk about Google real quick. Um, if you have an old neglected Google account. Um, I, I think their standard policy is two years, right? That if you haven't gone to visit your Google account for two years, um, it'll be. And they start warning you, you know, like four weeks before before D Day. And um, but once the two year mark gets by, you know, comes, they will delete your account, delete all the content that's in your account. And um, looks like we have a call. You're on with the geeks. Hey, Geeks. Hey, how's it I going? I was wondering if you had any recommendations for my iMac's about seven or eight years old. It's just getting really slow, not processing very fast. I tried to follow some guidelines that I saw on the interwebs with just clearing caches and cookies and all that, and I didn't really, wasn't able to really find what they were talking about. Is there some kind of a disk I can buy to clean this? up or do I need to hire one of you guys? Well, yes. I, we should probably just do this all on the air. Um, you just bring your bring it in and we'll bring our tools in and we'll uh, do a full <laughs> do a full iMac <laughs> take apart right on the air. <laughs> um, chances chances are your hard drive is is going and um, and the good news is uh, you know that vintage of iMac has got a um, or that the bad news is that vintage of iMac has a mechanical hard drive in it. And the good news is that um, solid-state hard drives with no moving parts, which were about, I, I usually say, three to five times faster, mm-hmm. um, are dirt cheap. 
and um, basically uh, you take one of those and throw throw a solid state drive in that thing, and it'll you know it'll buy you another five years worth of life. Um, you know the, the only limitation will be how high of the operating system Apple will let you go. You know at that yeah. point, yeah. Gotcha. You know. Typically, they're supported for between eight and eight and eleven years, yeah, depending on the model and yeah. a few things. But um, yeah, so it's it's going to need something like that, and um, you know, uh, Matt and I would certainly be happy to to tag team it for you and um, and do you a good deal. It, it generally runs um, with labor parts and labor uh, right around two fifty, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. depending on options. Oh sometimes. man, yeah. So I would jump on that in a, in a second. So okay, well, I'm tell you what, call you back at. Tell you what, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you, if, if you want to do it, go ahead and bring it in um, two weeks from today uh, around 4 o'clock, and then Matt and I will arm wrestle over who gets to do it. And um, <laughs> But we'll, we'll, we'll get it fixed for you. So it, we'll, we'll, need to have, we'll need to have it overnight, but uh, we'll get it done for you. So Okay, so just bring it into the station? Yeah, yep. Okay. I know that's very that's very unusual, but uh let's just do it. I mean, I think it's the best way to do it and uh it's it's not a about competition or anything, it's just about getting your computer fixed. So Yeah, and saving me from spending another two grand on a new one. That'd be nice. Definitely. Um, definitely. So yeah, okay. tell you what, do do you know how big your existing hard drive is? So we can make sure we have the right part in hand? Hmm. Man, I think it's uh, at least a terabyte, if not two. Okay. Okay. I think well, I upgraded when I bought the thing because yeah. uh, right. I had a lot of photos that I needed to process and stuff. But. Got it. Yeah. Well, tell you what, if you want to send, uh, like, if you want to like go to about this Mac and um, find out what the actual hard drive is, and then you can just email it to Louis at LouisTheComputerGuy dot com, and um, just let me know what the size of it is um, because a two terabyte. Not something we're going to pick up at Target, um, for instance. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, if you can, uh, if you can hit me up and let me know what what size, uh, I'll make sure we have the right part in hand. So, uh, okay. So, Louis, the, other... the computer guy, all one yep. word. At yep. No spaces. Louis at Louis the computer guy dot com. Oh, Louis at Louis. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure I should find out. Also, yeah, and if you just go to louisthecomputerguy.com, you'll find my, you know, simple, humble okay. website. So I'll put it on my calendar to bring it by at, what, 4? Four, 4 on the 18th. 4.20? Yeah. Uh, two weeks from today? Yeah, perfect. Okay. Sounds like Thanks, fun. We'll, we'll bring our heat guns with us. We, I've been listening <laughs> to your show for like three computers worth now. <laughs> Good you deal. Helped out a lot. Well, thanks for your support, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thank Take you, care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that happens to Max. Uh-huh. You know, especially his may have one of those hybrid drives, and those, seem, was, those was, things seem to be even more pro, They're more problematic than the, the yeah, pure mechanical and, drives. I don't know what, what it is. But. Yeah, I've, never, I've always wondered why, because for a little while, uh, hard drive manufacturers were putting like a, a 32 or 64 gig SSD inside of their mechanical drives mm-hmm. and there was some algorithm running inside of the drive that would say oh this stuff gets accessed often and it put it on the ssd yeah the, the most commonly accessed and, instructions for the os and throw get the rest put on that cache you know it's kind of what it's doing yeah. it's 
acting acting as a cache. And of course, you have the other, then you have the the Apple version of that, where yeah. you have the mechanical drive, and then through the firmware on the Mac, there's a uh, and like an NVMe or a what is that a twenty two sixty or twenty two eighty drive on the back of the board. Yeah. It's, it's basically doing the same thing where it has an SSD cache and then it ha- but it's all sh- in the software it shows up all as one uh, one device. Drive. Yeah, and exactly. You have, be, you have to be careful with It those. took me a while to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's an interesting set of problems with 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 that one from Yeah. I've for had sure. to deal with it a few so, times. So what do you think? Should we should we bring our heat guns and just do it on the air? So uh, <laughs> can can we get it done in 30 minutes? I mean, the only th- the only part that's the only part that's uh, not going to happen in thirty minutes is transferring the data from the old drive to the oh, new there, drive. Oh, yeah, not that darn thing. Yeah. Well, but, I was going to say, you no know, peeling off the old adhesive. That's you know. So anyway, you know, Matt and I. Yeah, are watching adhesive out here. dry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so these these old iMacs, uh, for those of you who don't know, what we're talking about they're they're the uh, glass is glued into place, and yeah. Um, yeah, I always just use yeah. the knife, the little plastic knife. Yeah. I did, but some, and then but, after breaking three of them, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I don't know if I ever told you the the story of the very first one of those that I did because on, on the old MacBooks the glass is glued into place. But I mean, that piece of glass weighs nothing. I mean, it's it's super thin, and you know, I just know why they and, don't know why they couldn't keep yeah. the magnets. I I know, you know, but anyway, so the first you know I've done a whole replaced the display on a whole bunch of MacBooks, and. I would just usually press them into place. I like heat, maybe heat the glue strips up and press the glass into place and call it good and never had any problems. So the first time I did one of these iMacs with the glue strips, I thought, oh, I'll just do the same thing, you know? And so I got it all done. I got it all put back together and it was sitting on my bench and I accidentally reached across and I hit it like this and it tipped it forward and the whole display panel fell out of it. And it fell all the way to the floor. Oh no! And it hit hit something hard and broke it. It's a, that's a almost a six hundred dollar part. And um, you know, shout out to the uh, now deceased iPro Center up in Aspen. They totally hooked me up and gave me a pro deal on replacing it. You know, but it was still four hundred some bucks. You know, and uh, so that was a hard lesson to learn. Um, but now I've I've got it down to a science, man. Yes, knock absolutely. those things out. You know. It's, uh, of course, you provide me with the adhesive strips. So, um, anyway, uh, let's see. We got a few minutes left. Nine seven zero nine six three two nine seven six. Anybody who wants to call in? Um, anybody who's building a nuclear reactor in their garage? Um, yeah, make sure you buy plenty of lead. Yeah, yeah. and a guider counter. I the lead underwear is a must-have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, because that can really mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, let's see what else is going. So anyway, we were talking about Google. Um, Google has, has gotten heavy handed, um, with this, um, deleting accounts now. And, um, if they tell you that they're going to delete your account on a particular day and that you need to get all your stuff off there, I think actually technically don't, all you need to do to, to keep them from doing is to log in, right? That's my understanding. Log in, send and receive them an email just for good measure. And, um, so, yeah, so, so don't, here, here's don't the mess official, with those guys. I would say here's okay. the official list from Google. All right. How Google identifies activity. A Google account that is in use is considered active. Active <clears throat> may include these actions you take when you sign in or while you are signed into your Google account. Reading or sending an email. Okay. Using Google Drive. Watching a YouTube video. 
sharing a photo, downloading an app, using Google search, using sign in with Google to sign in to a third party app or service. Google account activity is demonstrated by an account and not by a device. You can take any us here. You can take actions on any surface where you're signed into your Google account. For example, on your phone. All right. So well, they set the bar pretty low. Yeah. Just you know? yeah. Log in and and watch a YouTube video or yep. or or just do a just log in and do a Google search. Yep. And that's the the simple. Absolutely. But uh, the reason this is kind of hitting home for me is I've I've been tasked by somebody who has not been into their Gmail account in over ten years. Um, with trying to recover that account, and I'm here to tell you and and help you if you try to like get a hold of a human being at Google because I don't think they exist. Well, and I think and that's yeah. old enough that a lot of the recovery uh, tools that have come into play into place over the life of Gmail didn't exist. Uh huh. You know, because uh, now you can. I think you can do it with your phone. You can. There's a bunch of different ways to recover your account. Yep. Uh, by linking your account to different things, mm-hmm. and uh, but that's old enough that I don't think any of those ex- those recovery tools existed at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Got it. So make sure you set up your recovery if you have. Yeah. And it goes sure for you. any. This goes for any account. Uh, but you know, make sure you set up your rec- you know set up a recovery email. Yep. You know, maybe go set up a Proton account or you know, Proton Mail account or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and set up a, a a secure recovery email yeah. uh, for all your stuff, and that goes yeah. for using your you know self you know have the cell phone number in there and things like that, so you yeah. can recover account if it gets compromised. Yeah, and needless to say, be really really careful when you like when you're like trying to do digital house cleaning, and you like you're like I'm just getting rid of all my extra email addresses. Think really really hard about. Where you were, what was happening, what things you signed up for at the time when you first got that email address. Because I'm here to tell you, um, I got caught up in a situation the other day with, you know, and basically somebody, you know, got eternally locked out of a really important website that um, they needed to do their job. And it was because the recovery email address was an old Soapers.net email address that they just went in and nuked. And if you don't catch it within 60 days from the day when you tell them to nuke the address, uh, you can't get back into it. It's done. Um, their system will. See, I've had to go as far to, I, had to, I had to purchase a domain name that fortunately was still available. Ah, I've done that. Where it's I've like, done that. It's like, oh, I don't have that email address because I don't have that domain anymore. It's like, okay, well, we're going to buy the domain for a year well, and we're going to get back. I really and, hope it's available. <laughs> I really hope it's available. Yeah. Hope some domain squatters didn't get a hold of it. You know? Yeah. So. yeah. Otherwise, you're going to pay them like 100 bucks to yeah. set up an email address for a week. Yeah. <laughs> or something. So here's a really fun little tidbit I'll bet you didn't know. Um, I've been learning a lot about Starlink lately, as I think I mentioned. Yep, I have one of those coming up this week as well. Do you? So I don't know if you knew this or not, but, you know, with your average satellite TV and satellite, excuse me, like HughesNet Internet, the HughesNet box is the brains of the operation, right? Mm -hmm. Satellite TV receivers, the brains of the operation. Well, do you know where the brains of the operation are in a Starlink setup? In the antenna? In the dish. Yes. That is the serial number that is linked to your account on their system. And you can't just go and swap out a dish and 
you know, like if you're like we were troubleshooting a setup and we just said, well, we'll just we have a spare dish. We'll just swap out the dish because dishes are stupid, right? Not in the Starlink world. The dish is everything. And the routers are the dumb, the dummies. Uh, well, that's because the, they don't the have Ethernet thing. until recently. Well, you can get no. You've been <laughs> able to get that adapter I'm making, for the Ethernet. I'm, I'm for making fun. Time. That should have. Okay. That's the, yeah. that's just a minimum viable product for me. Yeah. If I if somebody said here's a router, there's no Ethernet, I would have told them to go jump in a lake. Yeah. In an unkind manner. Yeah. Exactly. Using words that you can't say on the radio. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. So, so routers should have Ethernet. Words ports. that Elon Musk uses to talk to his advertisers. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, so just so you know, uh, you can't just swap out a Starlink uh, antenna. Um, the the routers and the dishes, or the you know, yeah, the are router they, and the are dish, they, are they kind of paired? They're they're kind of paired, you know. And you can break the pair, but you have to go, you have to jump through a bunch of hoops with Starlink if you think you got a defective. Um, and there are even instances where they'll they'll just tell you to go ahead and send the whole kit back. And they'll just send you a new kit um, with the you know already paired router and dish. So, yeah, you know it, it's pretty amazing technology. Um, you know I got to hand it to him. Um, and uh, but uh, that one really threw me for yeah. a loop because I was I was troubleshooting what I thought was a bad dish installation. And uh, you know, yeah. and the minute we put that new dish into place, the whole Starlink app. Basically came up and said, "Oh, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> it's like this is this dish does not belong here. <laughs> not only that, but there's a very strong geolocation um, aspect to it. Um, when you set up your account for the first time, it basically sets a pin for where the installation is, and you don't have to be very far off the reservation um, for that geolocation to throw an error. If you're, you know, you take and move it." 10 blocks to the north you might have a problem and uh and that's why if you want to put it on top of your van or on your boat you have to pay 30 bucks a month more to turn off the geolocation part so anyway yep. there's that music you've been listening to geek speak on katie and k i'm your host matt mcbear from roaring fork help desk in studio with louie the computer guy we will be back on december 18th yes and tune in we may be doing surgery yes there will you'll, be you'll, there will be heat guns. You'll hear noises in the background. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, stay tuned for all things considered. And um, don't touch your knobs. <laughs>